Six Pack Double Feature presents Pick Six, where the guys give you a top five list and then add one more. Fight scenes, chases, desert island movies, it's all there. And of course, beer. Tell us your picks, guys. I don't know. If anything, I think you may have one. That's my guess. You know what? It's uh, it's Six Pack Double Feature. Yeah. It's, our, it's our Pick Six mini episode. Today's episode is Death Scenes. I'm Nathan. He's Travis. <laughs> and he's had too much and to drink. we've been drinking. No, yeah. seriously, I'm Travis. I'm Nathan. As, as always, Nathan won the coin toss. Mm-hmm. Nathan, what's your number six death oh, scene? Oh, my goodness. Um, let me see here. Is Dr. Kananga in Live and Let Die? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just so outrageously over the top when Bond crams that compressed gas pellet into Kananga's mouth, causing him to inflate. That look rising ever so quickly to the roof and then comically exploding. It's just so stupid. It's Physics? Pra- what? No. It's so stupid, it's practically brilliant. Which is not the first time that movie says, screw you to the laws of physics. I know. It's dumb. This has <laughs> most definitely got like all different types of flavors in here because there's... The whole movie? No. Like I have all the death scenes oh, okay. are my top six oh, okay. are all from Live and Let Die. No. <laughs> well, you know what? Screw it. Let's get into it. For the first time in history, yours is uh, schlocky and stupid. And um, not stupid. I love you. But, uh, I know mine's schlocky and stupid. Cause it's mine stu- is, but it's dumb. And it's perfectly dumb in that way. Mine, is, uh, mine is Kane from Alien. Oh, God. The- you stole my numbers, too. <laughs> I hate you. I hate the you. Total, I hate you. The total surprise. But these were more in order to an extent, but yes. Okay. Um, for me, but anyway, go ahead. The, the actors even playing the scene didn't know. They just, yeah, they the, didn't the know creature, that, that was going to happen. Creature right? appears, so their yeah. reactions are legit. And it's the first time, and when you think about it in a different way, it's the first time we meet a chestburster. Mm-hmm. It's great. Oh, yeah. Alien gave me nightmares when I was in high school or just after high school because I'd never seen any of the movies before. And... I don't know if I would categorize them as nightmares, but I mean, I had dreams. Visceral, about, weird dreams. And yeah, more, more than anything, dreams. it was the facehuggers more than anything else. And it was just... Kane and Alien. That's my number six. Yeah, and that's my number two. <laughs> Sorry. You're number five? <laughs> Carl Showalter in Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but Steve Buscemi. It's fun death, to watch him die. Uh, oh, one of my absolute favorite Coen Brothers films features the humorously grisly and horrific death of Carl Showalter, who pushes the last nerve of his partner and ends up in the wood chipper. <laughs> oh, he gets throat shot by the cop. Oh, he didn't get throat shot. He gets he gets shot face, in the face. Face shot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so he he's peeling off like tissue uh, and paper to keep it from bleeding too much. It's so gross, and he's so pissed off. <laughs> Peter Stormare's character. Oh, God, it's so funny. And it's things I shouldn't be laughing at. <laughs> See, that was your friend there in the wood chipper. <laughs> you know? It's horrible, but it's so funny. I took a cue from one of your earlier entries because I had found that I had repeated my original. I know I'm going to say my original no, entry. You, you can say your. Do you really don't want to? You don't have to. All right, fine. It's I'll go. With, I'll go with my original because it's it's a vindictive, not vindictive. It's a uh, it's a victorious moment for one man in a couple of ways. Well, you can tell but, what you picked, and then when you had to pull it out, and then we'll say what uh, I chose the the death of the shark or Bruce 
in Jaws. They called it Bruce on set. Cause yeah, because it was... It's, it's, a, it's a victory for Chief Brody because he's... Smile, he's, you son of a... Because he's killed, he's killed it, and he's overcome his fear of, of being out on the water and all that. It's a, and it's just a hell of a big explosion. It, it, it adds a finality to the movie, and you know, there's no way they're going to make a shit sequel to this movie. <laughs> That's your number five. Your number four is Colonel Kurtz in Apocalypse. Oh, I just read about this the other day. That's a- his death is almost poetic, you know. Oh, do you know it was all I mean, made up on the fly? Yeah, he took a million dollar paycheck. And wrote it all the way to the and, bank, and all, and and screwed with Coppola <laughs> to the point where we he wasn't sure if this movie was going to come out all right or not. Dude. I mean, strangely accepting his fate when Captain Willard arrives, knowing that he's that he's been sent to kill him. Just some of his final words of sort you know, of Christ-like, huh? Like, not uh, Christ-like, but, but in its weird, that, twisted you know, way. It's just his final words. A lot of them going off script, but perfectly delivered and captured on film. It still is haunting. It perfectly encapsulates. You know what that, it would have been that otherwise creepiness of that and disturbing. It would have been a sh- that movie. shit, poetic war movie. Young under underdog sort of kind of anti-hero kills the big villain is what they were going to do. This big poetic fight and this big death is what they were going to do. And right. Brando just being a fat lazy bastard and uh, just not wanting, not reading the script really changed the movie and changed film history right it's enigmatic and it's a great death scene and i hate you for picking a, a good a better death scene than my shark blowing up it's a good death scene it is when i was looking scene. at death scenes it was listed in a lot of the lists when i was trying to refresh my memory and so yeah but i was just like it's great it is a great death scene which just hacks him up and then the the the, the natives worship him yeah what's your number mine again is a poetic yeah, poetic end. Mine is the death of Little Bill Daggett in Unforgiven. Oh, when, that is a good death scene because it feels so good. Because, ah, God, wouldn't you want to shoot oh, him like 15 times? Yes, because all he does is once. He was Little Bill, but he was a big bastard. Yeah, he was not a little bastard. No, he was a and giant he was not bastard. Big Bill. <laughs> if anybody oh, ever had it goodness. coming, it's Little Bill. Yeah. Uh, but just a small part of you wants to know that he was trying to make a peaceful town. He just had zero tact about doing it. Yeah, you think? And, <laughs> no, I and know. he pissed off the wrong guy. He pissed off the wrong guy. <laughs> uh, oh, and yeah, that's, that's the, a really good death. That is a really good death scene. Oh man! I mean, what else can you say about it? Yeah, you can't because that whole climactic ending when he walks into the bar—that is the greatest western ever made. Just, by the yeah. way, it is definitely in my top five. Oh. He says two of the greatest and, lines and, in that movie yeah. in that sequence. He's, who's the man owns this shithole? And then I own this establishment, and he blows that fucker Boom. away. <laughs> and that's the second greatest death scene. <laughs> because you hate him anyway. And it's just, I love how that scene opens, because you have you don't realize you have the POV of, of uh, William Money. And then you see that shotgun come into frame mm-hmm. down, and then you're like, oh, you're seeing what Bill's seeing. <laughs> oh... Yeah. Well, mister, you are a coward a... and a son of a bitch. You just shot an unarmed man. <laughs> he should have armed himself if he's going to decorate his saloon with my friend. Yeah. <laughs> man. Uh, See, I tear up at that one. Yeah, it's a oh, that's a good one. So it's... that's my number four, <laughs> and we could do a whole podcast about The Unforgiven. Not The Unforgiven. That's a Metallica song. We could do a whole podcast <laughs> Which, about... mistakenly Unf- enough, came around right around in the same... <laughs> time zone as that movie too which didn't make it any more confusing 
Not at all. Uh, not at all. Um, so my number three is going to be a clip. They revived after maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Lynn, put this on. Minutes. You put no, it on. That's the only way. You just put this on. Put this on. You know I'm right. Please. It's the only way you've got all the stuff. I'm not ready to do this. Put this on. But please. This is insane. Oh my God. I know. Okay. It's the only way. Here, hold this. Just hold on, please. You can do this, you know. You can do this. Oh, God, Liz. I... I know. You can tell me later. That was the abyss, and that's Lindsay. Uh, what's her name? Lindsay Brigham. <laughs> in the abyss, uh, she forces herself. That they're in this. Um, they just had this uh, last encounter with a Navy SEAL who. Um, what is it when you don't depressurize? Decompression sickness or the bends? Uh, the, the bends. Yeah. Um, he has the bends, and he's lost his marbles slowly throughout this movie. And mm. there's a confrontation that happens in these two sea pods where he's trying to, um, deliver the nuke and they think there's an alien, like there's subterranean alien race, something that's way down somewhere and they defeat whatever happens. And I know I'm spoiling some of the movie for you, but I mean, the movie's almost 30, 30 years, years old. old. I'm not, yeah, you're not and, spoiling it. You know, I'm not spoiling for you. But after this happens, their pod takes on water. There's only one suit in the pod, and Ed Harris's character is a better swimmer, and so Lindsay, they are on the verge of having a divorce when she comes down to the rig at the what beginning of the movie. What better way to finalize that? <laughs> and so he still loves her, and oh, it's heart-wrenching mm, watching. Antonio. And watching her drown, you see... Whatever she chooses to act out underwater, but sure. she drowns, and it's Bloop. yeah, and it's, that's it. It is. I've actually never see, seen the abyss. You see, so. yeah, and that's something you you need to rectify because <laughs> I think it's probably one of Cameron's best. You need to get right more with than the anything abyss. else. You need to get right with the abyss. But yeah, watching her drown on screen is just the interaction between her and Ed Harris, and. Physically watching her, and you know that's a primal fear of I don't oh, want yeah. to burn alive, yeah, I don't want to drown. and I don't want to drown more than anything else. And that's one of them. And you watch it, and it just oh, making those connections with those characters, it just really hits you in the gut. My number three, mine should have been number one, but it goes back. evidently. But my I, number one, my, my number one's pretty good. My number one's pretty good too. And so is my number three. Right. My number three is, is Dylan Morin as David in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, asshole! He gets pulled through the window. Friend, he gets pulled through this window at the Winchester at the and disemboweled. Oh, I love Dylan Moran, and I didn't know anything about him 
until after I saw Shaun of the Dead. But I was so glad when he died. Yeah, it's a great death, and he went for it. He went, he went for, for it. it. It's it's a serious moment in a mostly com. It's a one. It's one of well. two. One of two serious moments. Two serious deaths in a, in two and a half yeah. in a movie that is like you said, an otherwise. <laughs> yeah, you guys get it. It's funny. Yeah, but his is his is the one where it's like that's oh. a good one. Number three is really good. That's a good one. This is oh. heavy. This yeah. is this the like the stakes in this movie are real at this yeah. point because. And then Sean's mom, yeah, uh, which actually would be a better one, but it's not. It's not entertaining. No, it, it's it, heart wrenching, like yours is. Yeah. Mine's entertaining because you want David to die, but it's, it's still it's a horrible it. death for him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you look at it and go, "Did he deserve that? He's a prick in this movie, but does he deserve that?" Yes, he does. Okay, <laughs> and that's the verdict. Is the verdict <laughs> is out. C, and that's my number three. So my number two was Kane. So. In Alien, so your number two is Big Brain Brad from Pulp Fiction. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Check out the Big Brain on Brad. The metrics. There's so much like that's the whole first time you see the Ezekiel twenty five seventeen, and you don't have any idea why, other than that there's some three I, I, three two one MacGuffin in this in this. I seriously considered briefcase. putting Marvin in mine. <laughs> Oh, Marvin, Marvin would be a, poor you, Marvin. You seriously think God came down and stopped it? <laughs> oh man! man. I accidentally shot Marvin, Marvin in, in the, the face. face. <laughs> oh no! But okay. this is the scene. This is the scene prior to that where you first you hear uh, the iconic uh, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Black. <laughs> Does he look like a bitch? What does he look like a bitch? No. Yeah, that whole scene. Yeah, because oh, it that shows the good, yeah, that's it shows one. the brutality of Vincent and um, uh, Jules. Yeah, but you you don't know why. You still don't really know why. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, we've all we all we've all seen that a thousand times. And if you have, that's my number two. What's your number one, Nathan? Murphy Robocop. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you caught me mid drink. That's <laughs> I still can't. I can't even watch that anymore. Yeah, I can't watch it either. It's it effed me up when i was that should have been in my what scared the hell out of me as a kid yeah i mean i think i've been permanently scarred by his death because it happened when i saw it it was i was an impressionable age and i can't recall exactly how old i was when i first saw this film but seven death (laughs) i was not seven i was probably older (laughs) i think my mom thought i was older i think my mom thought robocop was going to be like a yeah we'll sell toys robocop yeah sorry yeah, it's okay. It's just it's so damn shocking and disturbing that it always has stuck with me. It's 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 sadistic and evil and it scares me that humans not only could be like this but actually are. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it bothers me more than his actual death. It's how they react to killing him. Um that's a good number 1. That's a good number 1. Um I do have a challenge. Your challenge is your number one? Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Sonny Corleone. Oh! At the uh, toll booth? At the toll booth. That is a horrible death, and it's very... It's a fitting death for a fitting life. Yeah. It's That's... not as... It's not as... Like, he gets he gets some holes pumped into him and all that. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of, like, the Bonnie and Clyde. Mm, Peck and Bonnie Paw? and Clyde was, yeah. like, five years previous. Yeah, why though. didn't we go with that? Why didn't we not do Peck and Paw? Wow. 
Maybe he's on a, a different and maybe on a different list. Maybe I don't even know. I don't you know what think, we could do? Death scenes. I'll be point honest with two. you. I'm fairly certain Peckinpah is not involved with Bonnie and Clyde, but he's done other things. No, he did Bonnie and Clyde. Okay. He he did the Bonnie and Clyde movie. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Talking about Sonny Corleone. What could have been? You know what? What would have happened to Michael if Sonny hadn't been gunned down at that that toll booth? So uh, so yeah, Sonny Corleone rounds out my 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 pick six of death scenes. We're going to be back next time with a whole new six-pack for you. And all new corrections when Travis is wrong. (laughs) I hate you, Nathan.